G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Selfishness is something we mostly see in other people, not in ourselves. But if the truth be known, we're all prone to being selfish. And that's a condition that robs us of relationships, of satisfaction, and of peace. It turns out that this idea that it's all about me doesn't actually work. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to be taking a look at selfishness, yours and mine from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you dive deeper into God's Word, which is alive and active, which is the power to transform your life. Selfishness is a word that we're all too familiar with, but I wonder how often we stop to think about what it actually means. Selfishness. It's about our tendency to put ourselves first, our needs, our plans, our reputations, before other people. Problem is, we notice when other people are being selfish. We notice when they put themselves before us and their own interests before ours. But we really notice when the shoe's on the other foot. We really notice when it's us being selfish. In fact, for most of my life, I never once considered myself to be selfish when the reality was that self was all I was interested in. How about you? How how often do you think of yourself being selfish as opposed to other people being selfish toward you? (laughs) Well, that's why selfishness is such an insidious sin. It rears its ugly head all too often without us ever even really noticing that we're being selfish. And this putting of self above and before other people It takes so many different forms. Whenever my interests are more important to me than your interests, the easiest thing in the world is to put mine before yours. And that, that's what we call selfishness. Over the last week and a half or so on the program, we've been chatting about overcoming stubborn sin once and for all. And I know there are a few people who might squirm at this little word that we use, sin. I used to. I I thought of it as being an outdated, irrelevant, judgmental religious term that, frankly, belonged in the lexicon of those doddering old people I saw wandering in and out of those places called church. And that, that is a deception that the devil was happy for me to live with for so many years. But sin, it's a very simple concept. It's falling short of all the good and wonderful things that God has planned for our lives. It's missing the whole point. And the point is that God wants us to enjoy him and to worship him and to glorify him with our lives. That brings such a great source of delight and wonder and peace and joy to us. It's the way things were meant to be, now and for all eternity. Through every up and every down, every mountaintop experience and every trial and temptation and hurt that this world has to offer. And so those sins that are particularly stubborn, those that that keep coming back again and again and again, they are Satan's messengers sent to torment us, to, to try and rob us of the abundant life that God has planned for us. And this one, selfishness, is one that so many people suffer from. 
It's one that used to be right up there on the top of my hit list too. I couldn't see what was wrong with it either. I worked hard, I applied myself, and and I'm this outcome-focused person who drives hard at life to, to achieve what I set out to achieve. My agenda, my success, my way, or the highway. So what's wrong with getting my way? If other people want to get their way, well, they should be like me, otherwise tough, right? That's the world's template for success. Climb over whoever you have to climb over. Roll over the top of whoever you have to roll over. Crash through whoever you have to crash through to get to where you're going. And here's how it changed for me. There were two parts. One had to do with my heart, the other with my hands. In other words, one part of change had to do with my motivation and the other part had to do with my practical doing, how I lived that out. I was always after greatness. I wanted people to recognise who I was, to recognise my achievements. And I, like most of the rest of the world, thought that what that was about was me getting my way and other people standing back going, wow, isn't he great? <laughs> See, that's, that's a deception. It doesn't work that way. Jesus, in what theologians call the great denunciation, Matthew chapter 23, it's where he he rips into the religious leaders of the day, people who are selfish and, and ripping off those who are in their charge, right in the middle of his vehement argument against their, their hypocrisy and their selfishness. This is what he says. Matthew chapter 23, verses 11 and 12. Jesus says, look, the greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. I thought about that a lot, and and the truth of that first sentence started to really do its work in my heart. God God has that habit, you know. He, He takes the truth in his word, and his word is so powerful that all of a sudden it takes root in your heart, and God starts to use it and work through it. Listen to it again, Matthew chapter 23, verse 11. The greatest among you will be your servant. I thought about it. The greatest people in my life, the ones whom I truly value and honour and respect, are the ones who have served me more than all the others. A man called Graham. He was a colonel in the army when I was a young captain. Together, Graham and I and, and another man called Mark, we left the army and formed a consulting firm in the information technology industry. Now, Graham is not only intellectually one of the smartest people I know, But he has a a deep wisdom about life, about dealing with other people, about all sorts of things. Now, he's 20 years my senior. And over a period of 17 years when we worked together in this consulting firm, he was my mentor. He, He was my teacher. He taught me how to listen. He taught me how to not roll over the top of people. He taught me how to influence instead of control. He taught me any number of things. And many of those, in fact, come out through these radio programs day after day, all these years on. He served me for 17 years, even when I was young and precocious, even even when I didn't deserve it. Ask me who are amongst the greatest people in my life, and, and he's right up there. Once I figured out the deep truth of what Jesus is saying here, the greatest among you will be your servant. My motivations changed. And then, then it was time to live that out minute by minute, relationship by relationship, interaction by interaction. And here's what I discovered when I took my selfishness out of the equation, when I no longer had to win every time and get my way every time. All of a sudden, life became much easier. James chapter 3, verse 16 says this, For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. And that's 
absolutely right. Take away the selfishness, and instead of disorder and wickedness, what you get nine times out of ten is peace. Once I learned to collaborate instead of obliterate, wow, what a great way to live life. And you know why ultimately selfishness has become one of the easiest of my stubborn sins to give up? You know why? Because the rewards are so great, and they're pretty much instant. Stop the selfishness, and conflict reduces. Peace increases, relationships improve. And after a while, it's easy to get addicted to those rewards. I wonder if it isn't what God planned all along. Have a listen to a bit more from James chapter 3. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, then willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. When we give up our selfishness, what we instead end up doing is sowing peace. And God's promise here through his word is that when we sow peace, the harvest and the reward that we get is peace. Giving up selfishness really works. is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.